Hello and welcome back once again to A Place to Grow. Every weekday, Pastor Stephen R. Hill of Spirit Life Church in Hearst, Texas has a life-changing message that will help you to determine God's destiny for your life. This program will help you to identify and use the gifts that God has given you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Now here's Pastor Steve. God has assigned to every person a mission and a purpose in life. We need to begin by just clearing that up and let's start with the basics. God has a plan for your life that was established even before you were born. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, I knew you before you were formed within your mother's womb. Before you were born, I sanctified you and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. Your destiny has been determined by God. However, God is looking for us to cooperate with the plans that he has for us to accomplish. In Isaiah 49 and 13, I just say 49 verse 1 and then verse 3, it says, the Lord called me before my birth. Think about that. The Lord has called us before we were even born. From within the womb, he called me by my name. God knew your name before you knew yourself. Before your parents knew your name, before your parents even knew you were coming, God knew you were coming. And he selected the time and the date and the place and the family that he wanted to place you in to accomplish his purpose. Verse 3 says, he said to me, you are my servant and you shall bring me glory. Now, when we talk about the foreknowledge of God, and that God has planned our lives even before our birth, the Bible gives us a real live illustration. The Bible shows us through the life of a Persian king named Cyrus that God plans our lives before we were even born. In Isaiah 45, verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to ask Steve to read this, for us, Isaiah 45, verses 1, 2, and 3, the Holy Spirit gave a message through the prophet Isaiah to a king named Cyrus before he was even born. Go ahead, Steve. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron. And I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, which call you by name, am the God of Israel. Now, Chapter 44 and verse 28 says, Who says of Cyrus, this is God still speaking, He is my shepherd, and he shall perform all my pleasures, saying to Jerusalem, You shall be built, and to the temple your foundation shall be laid. God gave this man a message before he was born. Imagine reading in the Bible and finding your name 
with a message from God a hundred years before you were even born. That's the experience that Cyrus had. And I point that out to tell you that God has a plan for your life. And that plan includes blessing and prosperity. That is God's plan. And we should not accept less. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and plans to give you a future. That's the plan God has for your life. And God never does anything halfway. God has placed within you unlimited potential for success. Psalm 3 and verse 8 says, Salvation belongs to the Lord, and your blessing is upon your people. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord is already on the people of God. Say, "I'm I'm blessed. Now, the word blessing in the Hebrew in this verse means prosperity. There's so much said about prosperity today. People chasing for prosperity. Saints, we are already blessed. God has already given us prosperity. We don't need to chase prosperity. We simply need to grow closer to God in a more intimate relationship with him so that we can receive the inheritance that he has for our lives. Now, notice that God prophesied that he gave to Cyrus authority and riches. Let's read that again. It says in verse 3 of Isaiah 45, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who has called you by your name, am the God of Israel. The blessings and the financial wealth God had given to Cyrus was so that he could rebuild the house of the Lord. And saints, our primary purpose as believers is to build the kingdom of God on earth. Malachi chapter 3, 10 and 11 it states, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that this that there may be food in my house, and try me now with this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Saints, either the whole word of God is true or none of it is true. If we are not doing What the Bible says as far as supporting the kingdom of God as much as we can in this world, then we are missing our greatest financial blessing. And I want to say this to you because there'll be some times when you look at your bills and you look at what you should be giving to the Lord, you will have to make a decision. Should I pay this bill or should I give to God? I say this, be it unto you according to your faith. Don't give to the Lord if you don't have faith. Now, 
I, I don't know if you ever heard that before. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. We need to believe what the word of God says and stand on it regardless of what we see. But if you don't believe that, then you need to do whatever you need to do. Because the Bible says if we waver in faith, don't think that person will receive anything from God. I'm just telling you the truth today. Sometimes we do things and we step out and we say, well, I believe God. I don't have any money, but I'm going to empty my bank account and I'm going to give it all to God. And then we wait nervously by to see if God is going to fulfill his word. Saints, when you empty that bank account before you do it, you better have the peace of God inside of you. That you know that the Holy Ghost said, empty out your bank account. The Bible says, let the peace of God be the umpire of your life. The Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, I'm just talking to you very practical today. I hope that's okay. Now, I am not saying to disregard what the word of God says about tithing. No, you need to do what the Bible says. Because God says, if you do, then I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing greater than anything that you can ever receive. And I will also rebuke the devourer for your sake. There is a devourer who is trying to eat up all of your finances, all of your money, all of your blessing. He's out there. He's nipping at your heels constantly. God said, I'll take care of it if you remember my house first. If you build my kingdom, I'll do it. But we must be real with God. I suggest you give something to the house of the Lord if you can't pay your tithes. The Bible says what you sow, you shall reap. Give whatever you give in faith, believing that God is going to answer your prayer. But don't give doubting. Don't give wondering, did I do the right thing? Should I have done this or not? Because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea. Don't think that person will receive anything of God. Saints, we must give when we give to the Lord out of a heart of faith, believing and trusting. He's going to come through. He's going to do exactly what he said. And I believe that God will do it in my life. Now, we are to build his kingdom with the influence, the gifts, and the resources that God gives to us. That's his word. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and 18 says, Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. It's not your intelligence. It's not your ability. God gives you power to get wealth. And he does it to fulfill the covenant that he's made with us. Job 36 and 11 says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. That's the word. But sometimes we're affected by the wrong choices we've made. And the Bible says in Galatians 6 and 7, for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow making the wrong decision, you'll reap the harvest of that decision. So don't give up. Begin to sow today for a different harvest. Obey the Word of God. And before you make decisions, 
Ask God for His direction. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. Spirit Life Church would like to invite you and your family to join us for our special week of consecration every night starting Wednesday, January 17th through Friday the 19th at Spirit Life Church. The church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. Pastor Steve will be teaching on divine breakthrough success. These services will be life-changing. That's January 17th, 18th, and 19th. Services begin at 7.30 each night. Join us for a spiritual experience that you don't want to miss. For more information, go to our website, aplacetogrow.org. Now let's get back into today's message. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 6 and 7 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And do not be wise in your own eyes. In other words, be led by the Spirit in what you're doing. Well, the Lord hasn't come and told me. Then do nothing. Wait until he shows up and he makes it clear what you should do. Sometimes with investments, God could be changing the stock market on a certain day, and you go in and bang. You're blessed. You don't know what God is doing. God is always up to something. Don't rule God out of your life. Never look at your circumstance and think what is written is the gospel. No, this is the only gospel. What the Bible says. Never cut God short out of any situation because God is a God of the miraculous. And he will do it if you'll simply believe him to do it. Now, Jeremiah, the prophet, also prophesied about Cyrus, that after 70 years of captivity in Babylon, Israel would be set free, return to Jerusalem, and rebuild the temple. Now, let's all turn to Ezra chapter 1, and Steve's going to read for us verses 1, 2, and 3, because here we're going to see the fulfillment of those two prophecies. Remember, I began by telling you that God has already planned your life. God has a purpose for your life, and that purpose is to bless you. We'll see that Cyrus actually receives the word of God. He reads it, and then he obeys it. It's interesting. Go ahead, Steve. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Now, this is most amazing because Cyrus was a heathen king. He was a Persian king. In other words, he was the king of Iran. And God, across time, spoke to that man over a hundred years before he was born and said, Cyrus, you're my shepherd. This is what I want you to do. Rebuild my house in Jerusalem. Let the captives go free because I'm counting on you. When he read that in the scripture, he immediately followed the word of the Lord. He probably thought how awesome it is for the God of the whole universe to call me by my name and give me instructions. And I'm going to follow 
his instructions. Saints, you're no different than Cyrus today. God may not have called you by name in the Bible, but God has called you to do something. Let me ask you a question. What has God called you to do? God's plan is not what you would choose for yourself. I can tell you that. This is important because many people dictate to God what they want to do and ask him to sign off on it. That is not the way to success. God's purpose for your life is revealed by the foundational gifts that he's given you. Let's all turn to to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 4. And this is very important for us to understand. Because before we come against the enemy of our soul, we need to make sure that we're doing everything we're supposed to do to be blessed. Let me say also that your natural abilities are just that, natural. We must begin to make a distinction between natural abilities and talent versus the giftings of God. For the Bible says your gifts will make success for you, not your talents, not your natural abilities. Proverbs 18 and 16 says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Now let's begin to identify these foundational gifts that every single one of us have to make us successful in life. I'm going to ask you to read for us. Uh, Romans chapter 12, Stephen, let's uh, go right to verse 6 through 8. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teaches on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Thank you. The foundational gifts are prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation or encouragement, giving, ruling, and mercy. And God has given each one of us at least one of these gifts to make us successful in life. And your gift is a part of your divine design that helps you to identify the purpose that God has given you in life. Often believers begin to think that these gifts that we just talked about, since they're in the Bible, they only relate to church matters. It's not true. The gift that God has given you is for you to use in every area of your life. First Peter chapter 4 and 10 says, As each one has received the gift, minister or serve using the same. The gift God has given to you, once again, identifies and equips you to fulfill the call that he's placed upon your life. And we have all been called by God, not just a few. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, God has saved you and called you with a holy calling, but not according to your works, not according to your abilities, not according to what you want to do, but according to his own purpose. The will of God and his plan for our lives and occupation is often different than what we would select on our own. I have to say that again and again. 
Because sometimes we can think that because we want to do something, God is in it. No, God will allow you to do what you want to do. But it doesn't mean God is in it. You see, God's plan for our lives coincides with the gifts that he's given to us. And remember this, all success follows the gift. You cannot be successful outside of the gifting that God has given you. And those gifts are supernatural. They're not talents. They're not simple abilities. They are supernaturally given by God to help you to accomplish your purpose in life. Joseph was trained by his father and possessed a gift for administration, understanding numbers and finance, and teaching. Yet God had to strip him of his coat of many colors, place him in a pit, transfer him to a place he would have never gone to fulfill his destiny. And God will do that with you. God will get you to where you're supposed to be any way it takes. Joseph suffered betrayal, injustice, and humiliation. However, the gift kept bringing him promotion, regardless of the circumstance. You see, the life of Joseph shows us that your gift will guide you to your destiny, regardless of the opposition that comes against your life. In Genesis chapter 39, in verse 1, it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Imagine Joseph. He was loved by his dad even more than his brothers, and that's what got him into trouble. Now he's a slave taken to Egypt. An Egyptian captain buys him. He owns him. And yet, in verse 2, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man as a slave. Why was that? Because he was using the gifts that God had given him. You see, your circumstances don't mean anything if you use your gift. Your circumstances will deliver you from trouble. That is, your gift will deliver you from trouble. The Bible says, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that God was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and made him overseer over his house and all that he put his hands to. God made Joseph successful in the house of his master as Joseph used the gift. Now, when Joseph res resisted the seduction of his master's wife, his purpose was attacked again. He was thrown into prison. He was accused of attempting to rape her. However, once again, his gift brought him out of his dilemma. This concludes part one of the message today. Join us tomorrow for part two. 
Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. If you were touched by the message today, consider going to our website and making a donation of any size. Your generous donation can help keep our radio ministry alive. Visit our website at aplacetogrow.org and contribute today. You can also download a copy of today's message by navigating to the media tab. The title of today's program is Working with God to Fulfill Your Destiny, Part 1. Now Pastor Steve wants to pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. You said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those whom the Lord has delivered. And so, Lord, help us to share with others the truth of salvation, the cross of Jesus, that he died for us all that we might be saved. Father, we pray that you would give us courage to speak to everyone in our sphere of influence, to let them know that they have a responsibility to know you and to serve you. And Jesus Christ is coming back again so soon. Father, we want every person to be ready. Help us, give us courage that we'll share the good news of the gospel, that you love us all and that the power of God is on our side. Bless every person listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. You're always invited to join us for our spirit-filled worship service every Sunday morning at 10. We offer a safe environment. Spirit Life Church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. Get more information at our website, aplacetogrow.org. Also, remember to be with us every weekday at 4 p.m. and Sunday afternoons at 2.30 right here on Bible School Radio 91.3 KDKR.